0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Hello and welcome to the Guna tour back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal transfer show joining you at 8am most mornings I-, I can't say every morning because I haven't done the last two so uh, it's only fair that I'm honest about this apologies for no shows over the weekend um it was actually you know I think it was good to re- kind of regroup um and you refurb my life a little bit and have a bit of a refresh but we're back and we're on it don't you worry uh the next few days uh, continuing with the 8 am shows, as always. Looking forward to hopefully bringing you some really exciting news this week regarding Arsenal transfers. And good morning to everybody, join us in the chat. We still did some shows uh, over the weekend. Uh, did a really good uh, Q&A with Harry regarding transfers and kind of the reality of transfers. Um, we did another show, Q&A, on Friday afternoon. So there was some shows for you over the Friday to Sunday period. There wasn't any shows yesterday. I just thought, you know, to be honest, I'll be very honest with you, I felt pretty awful in the morning. (laughs) For those that know what I was doing on Saturday night, I was out. I was having a great time. I just saw a question from SJ Chan. Hi, Tom. How did the concert go? Hi, Gooners fans. It was good. It was great. In fact, I mean, I could share, uh, if those of you that are into your your drum and bass and stuff, um, it was a great night. That's Fred V. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows in the chat who Fred V is, Um, but he's a fantastic artist uh, who we went to see along with uh, some other artists like Graphics as well was really, really strong uh, evening, and uh, it's fair to say that the next morning I wasn't feeling all that great at all. Uh, and so, you know, it's quite... Yesterday was a necessary break, a very necessary break, but we are back, uh, and we are back to bring you the shows as normal. All of this week, let's say good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Let's go to ASU Westminster, to Max, to Canoe, to track. To Brad, to Matt G, Daniel, good morning, guys. AFC West Mids, Rohit, Bruce. We've got Perez, uh, Gouda, Jake. We've got Ozzy, Nikolai, Kieran, good morning to all of you. Hope you're doing good and well. Uh, smash the like button, as Adam says in the chat box. Omar, Tom funding the keys, Tom out. Look, I don't care. <laughs> if you want to support the club the way you want to support If you want to buy a shirt, buy a shirt. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise um yeah please subscribe to the arsenal way as well it'll be live over there at 10 a.m as usual um so i'm looking forward to hopefully bringing you that uh this morning as soon as feasibly possible Uh, and i'm hoping that you can hear me fine um i hope that the audio is all good as well because we've had a couple of issues with it recently as well um let's crack on with today's stories uh we start with lucas Torreira. it's quite a few stories to get through in venice over the weekend uh, Lucas Torreira uh, spoke about his future, but it's fair to say that Arsenal are not happy. Um, not happy at all uh, with uh, with Fiorentina, who obviously, as we know, rejected that 15 million uh, euro option that they had in an attempt to try and get it for cheaper. There was an argument that they have offered around 7 million. Um, but yeah, Arsenal have basically just told them to go and do one at this stage. It's not looking likely at all that Torreira will end up going back to Fiorentina. There are other clubs interested, as we know. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's, it's frustrating um, that we can't seemingly get this deal done. I'm going to change this mic over just so you can hear me a little bit better. Um, hopefully, the microphone will work itself out. Here we go. Two seconds. There. I'm hoping that you'll be able to hear me a little bit better now. We'll use the earphones. Back up, microphone because that one's just given me jip for some reason. Um, let's uh, let's go to our next story, and we can discuss through that as well. Uh, Pablo Marie looks much more likely to go um, to, to AC Milan, which, you know, is a very interesting move, to be honest, because, you know, AC Milan, of course, won the league, and you'd be thinking they're trying to, to push forwards. Uh, and I think when it comes down to a player like Pablo Maria at Arsenal, who is surplus to requirements and we know that he isn't going to be we know he's not going to be going um and, and playing regular football at Arsenal so it makes sense that he would go somewhere else but AC Milan is that the right choice is that help his career in any way I'm not so sure Udinese would struggle to buy him that's where he went on loan last season but maybe Maybe it does suit uh, going to somewhere like Milan next season, getting more minutes. Maybe, but I don't know why he would get more minutes there. But maybe, maybe he would. Uh, Leno, however, is in discussions with Fulham. David Ornstein confirmed this news over the weekend. Uh, He supposedly wants to stay in London, which is really, really strong Um, for him. You know, I I can't blame him. You know, he's lived in London for a fair few years now, um, and only this season is he lost his place to aaron ramsdale a little bit of revenge maybe moving to another premier league side to show what arsenal are missing out on but obviously we wish leno the absolute best wherever he ends up going um and arsenal of course have already got in their replacement in in matt turner but very thankful for the service that leno provided was very professional when he came in. kept that clean sheet as we remember against aston villa Uh, fair play to him to go to Fulham if that is indeed where he ends up but there is interest still from Germany her to Berlin or one of those sides that were interested in signing him Uh, Nuno Tavares Uh, now this is a story that cropped up again over the weekend Serie A side Atalanta have an interest in trying to sign Nuno Tavares next season um Arsenal have been open to the idea of sending him on loan. The Athletic reported they were considering being open to sending him on loan. It depends on who they would then bring in. Obviously, we have been linked to the likes of Aaron Hickey and Alexander Sinchenko. But I feel as though if we if we loan him out and bring someone in, his future is near done at Arsenal at that point. Because if Arsenal go and sign someone, I reckon they would be looking to sell him in 2023. A loan move is just the first step to Tavares' exit, in my opinion. We might say that he needs a loan, but yeah, um, Atalanta and Marseille have both been mentioned. Atalanta are the main one, but Marseille have also been uh, talking about it with, of course, Kalasinac already being wanted to move on by Pablo Longoria and Jorge Sampaoli. Now, Matteo Genduzzi, uh, this man can't keep himself out of the news, it seems, but Matteo Genduzzi has been speaking about William Saliba. Uh, I actually wrote a piece about how uh, Genduzzi had failed in his last attempt to try and convince uh, Saliba to stay at Arsenal. Now, I'm not saying that he read that article, but I am saying in an interview with Telefoot, which is the same uh, outlet that, of course, Saliba did his interview about saying he's coming back to Arsenal. Gendouzi said, William has Marseille now in his heart, and I'm sure he will return to Marseille next season. So I will try to push him again to stay with us. Uh, Saliba, of course, saying, I belong to Arsenal. I still have two years there. Uh, I will be there for pre-season. Um, <laughs> Oh, Gendouzi, just does no. He clearly just, honestly, he hates Arsenal. He really hates Arsenal. Or more specifically, he hates Arteta's Arsenal um, more than anything. Um, yeah, I've just, I've, as I've said for a number of times, I'm very happy that we've moved this guy on. He's just not a bit of me. I know he's a bit of other people, but he's just not a bit of me. And Gendouzi uh, trying to now keep hold of Saliba at Marseille. Let's see what happens. But uh, he says he's confident that, the Marseille will take Saliba and Saliba will be a Marseille player next season. Let's wait and see what indeed does end up happening. We move on to the players that could be moving into the club now and a £17 million link to Marco Asensio at Real Madrid has emerged. He has just about a year left. On his contract at Real Madrid, hasn't necessarily pushed on since he suffered that serious knee injury, uh, ironically against Arsenal in a preseason friendly in 2020, 2020, uh, 2019, I think it was, um, in preseason, and of course was uh, affected throughout the pandemic and its impacts on the game. He now uh, is being linked, as I say, with a, a possible move to Arsenal. He can play in a number of positions: right wing, left wing, attacking midfield, number eight would be a competitor for Martin Odegaard. People have talked about us needing to bring in someone that could compete with Martin Odegaard. That said, Yuri Tielemans does fit that profile of player that could potentially play instead of Tielemans, but Asensio might fit that more naturally. Uh, he would also be a very decent kind of cover option on the right-hand side to Bakayi Saka if we wanted to rotate. His versatility is something that Arteta will like. And for an instance, I know that Arteta very much admires Asensio and has done for a number of years. Arsenal have inquired with Real Madrid a number of times about Asensio so it makes sense this link would crop up once again and it has done. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him but I think that there are players especially on the wing in wing positions like Rafinha like Gakpo for instance that I think would be better signings for Arsenal. But as you guys know and long-time listeners of the channel will know that uh, an obsession around Asensio has, has grown, grown quite deep. In fact, the obsession around Martin Odegaard and him being the name on the black shirt for next season is uh, genuinely under threat if we were to sign Asensio. Very much so. Let's see what happens with this one. I'd be very surprised, though, if it did get done. Now, Milinkovic-Savic, uh, we did discuss this on uh, Saturday's show with Harry, but of course we've not discussed it on a morning show yet. Uh, according to Correa de la Sport, uh, Arsenal would be willing to go as high as €60 million Euros to try and secure uh, Sergei Milinkovic-Savic from Lazio. Uh, Arsenal have had an interest supposedly in him for some time. 27-year-old now. It would be quite the investment in a central midfielder. But if, as I've said on the channel, if you can get Milinkovic-Savic, you go and get Milinkovic-Savic. He's a genuinely world-class central midfielder that would upgrade Arsenal's centre mid area quite by some distance. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just there's no debate about how good of a signing this would be. Um, it's impossible to come out of a counter-argument to this. Uh, however, I will temper your expectations as I have done with Gnabry. I don't think this will happen. Uh, I don't think this will happen at all. I don't really trust the link either. Uh, the figures seem about right, according to Harry, which is fair. But I just don't think Arsenal would be going in for milinkovic savic if they're going to be able to go in and get Uri Tielemans. I just don't see either. Uh, I don't see both of those deals being ha- happening in the same summer. It just doesn't really make enough sense. Uh, moving forwards to our, what I think is our penultimate story of the day. And Jared Bowen was linked with a move to Arsenal. The Beautiful Game podcast um, reports and claims that Arsenal had contacted the representatives of Jared Bowen to get the fields out about a potential deal for next season. Uh, Bowen, of course, can play in a multitude of positions, even including in centre forward and has done a number of occasions for West Ham. Had a brilliant couple of seasons already. One of those smart signings that's been made from the Championship, he, of course, was signed from Hull, I think it was, and then they've done really, really well to, to build up Bowen from there. Uh, it's more realistic um, than some other deals, but I just don't see West Ham selling him for under anything like 60, 70, 80-odd million quid. He's under contract still for a number of years. Um, I don't see why they would let him go for anything less than a stupid figure. And I just don't think Arsenal would have, not that they wouldn't have the money to do it, I just don't think they would have the, um, I just don't think they have the intention to, to go and spend that much on Jared Bowen. But uh, it really would be a... I think it'd be one of those signings that the likes of Liverpool, Manchester City make. Um, It really would be a statement move in the Premier League if Arsenal were to go for someone as good as Bowen. um, Underrate him. uh, Yeah, underrate him at your own risk because he's very, very good. Um, Not very fashionable because he's English, uh, as is the case. But I I tend to see people going, oh, Bowen, I'm not sure about him. Be sure about him because he's a Premier League quality player that scores plenty of goals. Um, And our final story, another Premier League possible signing as well, Rafinha of Leeds United uh, will likely move on from Leeds this summer, but will be uh, moving for nothing less than 50 to 60 million pounds. Barcelona were said to be interested in him, although that deal looks to have fallen through. And according to Dean of The Telegraph, Arsenal have been the side that have stepped up in a possible event to try and sign Rafinha. Uh, it's a bit of an odd one because he is very much a right winger as opposed to the other positions in the front three. Has played at left and has played centrally on, on you know very rare occasions, but he's more so a right winger, which would make you think what happens with him and Bakayo Saka and how does that affect the future of both of those players. But it's going to be an intriguing deal if it indeed does end up happening, but it's going to cost Arsenal quite significantly. Again, I'd be quite surprised if this deal gets done. I just don't see. I just don't see it. I don't know. I can't really give you anything more than that. I know that's weak, but I just haven't got any kind of concrete uh, reasoning behind it. It's just I just don't see this one happening. Um, I, I don't. I, it's, it's just one of those that doesn't feel as though it will have legs to it. That may change. And, of course, uh, I'll be very interested if it's a deal that we could get done this summer. I just don't see it uh, right now. But we'll have to wait and see whether or not it's something that could happen in the near future. It does bring us, of course, to me discussing what we'll be doing on Wednesday's uh, tier list show. And it does mean that we'll obviously be looking at wide players uh, so I look forward to bringing you the next tier list show. I know you very much enjoy those shows um, and the last few ones have been, or the last couple have been really successful. So I look forward to bringing you the wide Forward tier list coming later this week. Um, I'm also looking for um, a bit of a video editor as well uh, for some possible freelance work. So if anyone uh, is out there, knows someone or is someone who feel they could do a little bit of video editing, do get in touch uh, as well. So looking forward to hopefully getting some Uh, different content out for you next season. Um, So if you know of anyone or you are anyone who's into that sort of thing, then do drop me a line. Anyway, let's complete the news there and we'll go into your questions in the chat box. So if you've got indeed any questions you'd like to throw in, now is your chance to do so after this very short break. Okay then, let's jump into the chat and get some questions answered. Uh, let's go to Sarvik, who says, has been a while since we signed in a midfield or an attacking player from within the Premier League. Do you think we'll sign one? Rafinha Bowen, Tielemans look promising. I, yeah, I do. I think we will sign probably two Premier League players this summer, and I expect probably both of them to be in the midfield and forward positions. Gabriel Jesus, of course, looks quite strong. Tielemans looks even stronger. I do imagine that one of those two, if not both of them, will end up at Arsenal this summer. Um, it's a, good, it's a good thing. You know, Arsenal moving for players in the Premier League is a strong, positive step in the right direction for us to take. Uh, when you sign players from abroad, you know they have to transition. Uh, There's more of a risk associated with those players. Yes, they can be cheaper, but uh, you get more assurances if you're signing players in the Premier League. And, and that's, I think, what Arteta is looking for in his team. Uh, Dan Mack says, Who's the better fit Tillemans or Milinkovic? Savage, personally, I'd buy MS, uh, SMS. Uh, 10 out of 10, uh, genuinely world-class. Yeah, absolutely. Milinkovic-Savic is just a level or two above Yuri Tielemans. Um, I think he offers so much going forward, still going backwards as well. He's just a brilliant player, but I just don't think the links are genuine right now. I don't think Arsenal will go and get him. I'd be shocked. I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see that one happening, to be honest. Uh, Let's go to Dumaguno, who says, Could these alternate targets like Bowen, Rafinha and S.M.S.? be more of a negotiation ploy to show that we have the option to walk away from primary targets and sign other options out there. Possibly, you've also got to factor in that we're not the only club that are in for these types of players, you know, or that those players aren't, might be looking, especially in the case of Bowen, for a possible new contract and the interest from teams like Arsenal, if that information is fed by representatives to the media to publish, you could absolutely see that happening. Um, and so I think that, is a combination of maybe Arsenal's interest looking good, and that maybe it's a, it's a as you say a type of ploy that we have about other options about Jesus Tulemans etc. I think it's more so the opposite in regards to the representatives of those players, um, more so feeding information in some senses, possibly allegedly, but uh, yeah, I feel like that could be more of the the case of what's going on than what you're suggesting there. Uh, Equally, uh, equally, equal says uh, yet different, sorry, Uh, with regards, it's awkward when, you know, all the words are put together in one. It's hard to read. (laughs) Uh, Equal yet different says, with regards to the question, us being linked Milinkovic-Savage is exactly the path we should go down. We have enough prospects already. We need certified, proven players now. Yeah, and obviously, I sometimes I see debates going on on social media and people talk about specific targets and they're like, no, we're not going to sign them. They're too old. Arsenal or about project youth. Arsenal aren't about project youth. You know, Arsenal wanted to reduce the, the age bracket of players, but they're not the only players that we're looking to sign. And Mikel Arteta specifically is not married just to the idea of signing younger players. We want to combine potential talented youth with experienced, top, top class proven talent as well. That's fairly well documented. So if you ever see that argument that Arsenal aren't going to sign X player because they're this age, it's not the case so you can thankfully disregard that pretty simply uh jabu says hi tom why are we not linked with uh sasa kaladzic uh he is plan b type of uh, player at a lower cost and only has a year left on his deal allows us to do other stuff with our funds Kaladzic, of course the stuttgart striker um i i just think that the, the club are looking for sure players with height and quality But more so, they're looking for players that suit what they want of mobile as well. Um, And Kaladzic, you know, has got that power and presence about him, but not the same level of mobility as some of the other taller strikers that we have looked at, like Schick, uh, like previously Nunez that we've been linked to, of course. Um, They don't have the same kind of mobility as, as what Kaladzic does. That says Skamaka isn't particularly you know, mobile, but I think he's more so than that of Kaladzic. Uh, AV says, if Xhaka leaves, who would be your first option to replace him? Um, it's a good question because we haven't really been linked to that type of central midfielder. Tilleman's is not the same as Xhaka. Milinkovic-Savage is not the same as Xhaka, although they play, they could play in that role that he's currently playing in. Who would be my first choice? Someone like Mikel Moreno, maybe at Real Sociedad. That's not a bad pick, uh, someone of that ilk. I think they, he would do a very, very good job. Um, I would still be surprised if Xhaka does end up leaving. I'd be very, very surprised indeed if he was to move on. Of course, Yves Pusuma, um, if he's cleared of, of any wrongdoing in the situation, um, would also be an obvious choice to try and replace Granite Xhaka as well. Um, let's not uh, spam the chat box, please. Uh, you won't get your question answered. <laughs> let's go to uh, Namdi, who says Is there anything about transfers that is just difficult when it has to do with Arsenal? Is there something we need to know? Yeah, there is. Um, Why is it difficult that Arsenal compared to Liverpool? Because one, Liverpool and the stature that they have in the league and the current state of where they are gives them much more of a a bargaining chip than Arsenal. Arsenal also have a reputation uh, in regarding selling players that isn't that good. Uh, In negotiations, Arsenal are on the back foot in terms of money because clubs know, especially in the striker position, they definitely need to sign someone so they can be taken advantage of. There are lots of things that go against Arsenal compared to Liverpool. Um, it's yeah, it's it's very very difficult to see that happening. Um, let's go to uh, Christian, who says, Tom, I have heard that the FA are looking at no longer having longer loan extensions for up to two years. They are indeed. Will this become more of a problem, in particular, for Serie A teams who are struggling? Now, I've been told, and I chased this up, that actually that's in that that goes into place this season with Serie A that Serie A sides cannot do two-year loans. That's that's what I've been made aware. So when you see these links to Lukaku, Inter, I don't think, could do a two-year loan. I don't think they're allowed to do that anymore. So yes, two-year loan deals for Italian teams are going to be a problem that they can't do them. There's also going to be a limit on the amount of players that you can loan out, I think. I think it's being limited down to something like six. I think there's a gradual step down this season. But uh, Italian teams in particular, I mean, Atalanta had something like 50-plus players out on loan last season. So that's going to become a big, big problem for those Eteri asides, absolutely. Uh, Yasin, says, what are your thoughts on Sabitzer? Build have reported that he'd be available for around €50 million. I'm pretty sure I heard uh, Bayern Munich say that he was going to stay at at Bayern next season. So I'm not sure how true that is. But I'm pretty sure I, I saw it fairly concretely reported that he would be saying um, he would be staying at Bayern next season. Uh, Ali says, What are your thoughts on the Daily Mail's report that the Mikel Arteta is getting frustrated? I don't buy it, I don't buy it at all. Um, if you read the piece, you know, the first line says Mikel Arteta is getting frustrated, the rest is not new information. I don't think it's the case. I would question that article a lot. Uh, I and mean, in its claims, I don't think there's too much uh, to do with it, to be honest. Uh, let's go to uh, IAS says I don't get the bias against Arsenal. If you go around socials, you think Man United is way ahead of Arsenal. I mean, even the supercomputer had bias. Why I thought results and trophies matter. You don't need to be bothered by it. IF. you know, let let people be biased. Let people be against Arsenal. We just need to focus on ourselves. We don't need to be appreciated. We don't need to be loved. We don't need to be buoyed. We don't need to be praised. We'll just do what we do, and we just keep on trying to achieve what we want to achieve. We don't need to worry about people and computers and pundits not rating Arsenal. Let's just prove them all wrong. That's what matters most about football anyway. Um, Thomas Alfred says, Tom, I hear about is looking for a move away from Burnley. Look, potentially, uh, he is available for loan uh, since they got relegated. I think it would be a case of deadline day if we've brought in, you know, Jesus and we've got Ketya. And we say we want to bring in a plan B striker on loan for a season. Maybe it wouldn't be the worst idea to bring off the bench in games. We need to have some aerial threat. But obviously, if we sign Valvedkhorst in this summer window, it's not the best look, especially when you're supposed to have had a plan about what you've wanted to do to improve the squad. Valvedkhorst is not that type of player. Um, So, yeah, I'm not sure that would be the right move unless it was literally the last minutes of the window and we were desperate for some kind of aerial threat in the box. Uh, AV says, thoughts on Trossard. On the face of it, could be a good squad option, could start over Gabby in the Prem. He's a good player, don't get me wrong. I just When I talk about age profile and players, he's of an age profile and of a quality level that I don't think justifies us buying him. So whilst I think we'd sign players over the age of 25 without too much of a problem, I feel like they would have to be genuine, top or world-class quality. Almost certainly world-class quality, like a Savage, you know, someone like that. Whereas Trossard at 27, or soon to be 27, I think, um, I'm not sure he's at the level that would justify the investment in him. Um, But yeah, he is a good player, but I just don't think he's the right profile uh, as a whole profile to go for someone like him. Uh, Ash says, did you see the picture of Arteta looking unbelievably fit at 40? Mate, you should see Arsene Wenger at near 80. Uh, before you start praising Mikelard Setter at 40, he's on holiday. Doubt he's being busy, getting frustrated at our business. Man is enjoying himself, leaving B. Yeah, if anyone's getting annoyed at seeing him on holiday, honestly, grow up. <laughs> Just grow up because people are entitled to a holiday. Um, and trust me, you can still do business, especially in that market, whilst you're on holiday. I did tell you, I told you for some time that the main parts of the club in terms of that are on holiday. So if you ever needed any evidence of that, there it was. Uh, Mohammed says, why does Arsenal take so much time to do a signing? Even we are linked with them for so long. Because at the end of the season, the things changed, Mohamed. Um, you know, we didn't get Champions League football. Uh, and other teams did. And that changes kind of negotiations. That changes talks. And I always say that if we get our business done early, then we're getting it done before the first pre-season game. And soon as we haven't done that, I will start criticising how late we are with our business. If we get, if we get our primary business done, be that Tillemans, be that Gabriel Jesus. But the striker and central midfielder department, if we got that sorted by the first preseason game, you know, I think people might look a little bit silly for losing their minds at this stage of the window. So I'm not going to lose my mind before that first preseason game. If we've not sorted enough signings, if we've not sorted the central midfield, if we've not sorted striker by that first preseason game, then we can sit down and have a chat and be critical, but not right now you know, it's not the time to be worried or questioning why things take so long right now. Aoife uh, says, Tom, I've heard that people uh, watch MC Turner week in, week out, and they say he's not as good as Leno. Also not great with the ball at his feet. she would be worried. I hear interestingly the opposite from people. I mean, you listen to Sophie on the Highbury squad, what she talks about. It. She believes that Matt Turner is, is good enough to come in and compete with Aaron Ramsdale. Um, I, I trust her judgment on, on players. So you know, I have no reason to believe that that isn't the case. Uh, Jay Dimes says, Tom, did you hear that we bid for Aussie men yesterday, £51 million? I saw the report. I don't necessarily believe the validity of it just yet. I think there might have been talks, discussions, uh, offers, you know, unofficial offers maybe um, to kind of feel our way into what Napoli would be wanting to sell him for. But I don't buy into that we have officially made that €60 million Euro bid for Aussie men just yet. Uh, Ruel says, uh, are the rumors of Arteta flying to America and showing his displeasure to the Conk is true? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so at all. Pini Wien says, Why does the transfer window carry over once the season starts? It would be so much nicer if it didn't. I agree with you. They were considering stopping it. I think they did one season, and actually, just it just didn't. Uh, it's, I just don't think it's something that they, they, they're happy to do because, um, it's just one tradition, which is not good enough of reason at all, but it just is. And, you know, I think the injuries that happen at the start of the season, they want to give the opportunity for clubs to, ch- to you know, change it. There's also so much money in the window, not just for the clubs to change, but also for the hype that goes around it and the attention that it brings as well. Uh, Rohit says, we won't pit Spurs till we equal or better Song Kane's combo. How do we do it? If we don't, we will keep finishing outside the top four. I mean, it's interesting because you know Spurs have a better attack than uh, than Chelsea did last season. You know, Son and Kane both get into Chelsea's team. Kuleszewski, um, I mean, playing on that right hand side did very, very well. Com- would easily compete with your Pulisic's and your Z-etches of this world, and yet Chelsea finished above them. It's not just about equaling what Kane and Son have. Absolutely, you need to get someone as you know that's very good, and you need to get people that are good. But you also need to think about the rest of the team. It's not just about those guys. You know, you look at that Spurs team. And those two players drag them into the top four. But Arsenal need to close the gap as much as they can to those two. It's not going to be realistic to be able to equal them or better them, to be honest. The idea of Arsenal signing two players better than Kane and Son, it's just not feasible. It's just not. There aren't the players out there. Like Even you signing Victor Rosamund, he's not better than Kane. And you're not going to find a left winger that's better than Son. So you've got to find the best that you can to try and compete and then try and out, you know, outdo them for the rest of the squad to build that base to give yourselves as much of a better foundation than those two players have got. You've also got to be in a situation where you think when Kane came through, he wasn't the player that he is today. And when Son was signed from Bayer Leverkusen, he wasn't the player that he is today. And you've got to find those gems. You know, I can imagine if we'd have signed Son from Bayer Leverkusen when Spurs did, I think a lot of people may have looked down on that type of signing, thinking, oh, we should have signed someone better. Who is this guy? Who is he going to be? Wasn't wildly well known. I, don't even, I know he'd done well at Bayer Leverkusen prior to that Hamburg as well. But still, I don't think he would have been lauded as some kind of mad signing on the day that he came in. So you've also got to find those gems. Hopefully we are doing that with some of the signings that we've made. I mean, you look at Martin Odegaard, you know, you look at someone like that, written off by so many people after that loan deal. I think you look at a player like uh, like Kieran Tini that we brought in previously, Gabriel Magalhaes, you know, these are players that are worth more than what we pay for them when we sign them. And that's what we've got to do with certain players, because you're not going to be able to sign a world-class player that's going to be an immediate equal or upgrade on players like Kane and so on. So that's what you've got to try and achieve when you can't sign those types of players. Uh, Brandon says, "Why do I think I'm going to be underwhelmed this summer uh, transfer window? Because we've been underwhelmed so many times before. Brandon, probably, um, <laughs> it's just the way that it's been. So I don't blame you for feeling and having that fear that you will be underwhelmed." Um, TJ Max says, "Why do fans get so invested in every single rumor? We've been doing it since we were all little kids, but still haven't learned yet. If the Metro said and via Benzema and Higuain, fans would believe it." Um, Look, it's it's the transfer window is very easy to get sucked into. That's why I try and give you as much perspective or realism as I can about whether or not I think a deal could be done. Gnabry, Savage, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry to disappoint you. I don't think they're the types of players that we're going to get. Players like Tulemans, Jesus, you know, I've said before, I'm confident that they're the types of deals that I think we could get done. It's you can if you do enough research and reading, work out what deals sound possible and what ones don't. It, you know, it can take some time and trial and error, but eventually you do get into a position where you can see what deals look more likely and what deals don't. Um, and Gnabry and Savage, I'm sorry, I just don't think are at this stage. Um, Iga says, what do you think about turning our nose up at Ozymen because of his price tag and Liverpool paying top dollar for someone who is more of a risk? Um, I actually asked Josh Williams on the Arsenal Way, who is our scouting writer, a reach and a big, big Liverpool fan. He's actually happy that they went for Nunez over Ozimen because Nunez fits more into what Liverpool want, despite the fact you might say he's more of a risk because he comes from the Portuguese league and he's younger and he's less well-established as Ozimen. But his versatility, you know, he's played in a wide position and Klopp likes the types of players that can also play in wider areas. He's played off the left when Safarovic has played in the middle for Benfica. So I think that kind of mobility about him more so than uh, Ozymen is the reason why they would have moved for him for a similar figure Um and I think that makes a lot of sense you know it actually makes a lot of sense they went for Nunez over some of the when it's explained like that so I don't think it's about us turning our nose up at Ozymen I think it's us assessing what we need to do this summer and realizing that a hundred million euro bid for that player isn't going to be enough Liverpool and their squad. All Liverpool need to do is bring in that forward ready this summer. They're going to lose Sadio Mane, we know that, but they've got Jota and Diaz already on that left-hand side who can cover, and they're bringing in Nunez who can play in a striker role or even in a wider area if you wanted him to. They're doing what they need to do with one position. You know, they haven't really got needs in loads of other areas, perhaps center-back soon, but they brought in Canate already. Um left and right back are, are well stocked and sorted with Joe Gomez and Schimackast that are also there. The midfield's well stocked too. They've got Harvey Elliott coming through. If they would sign anyone, I'd imagine it would be another central midfielder. But they don't need to go out and sign more than just Rudy Nunez. So they can afford to put all their eggs in that one basket regarding their money. Arsenal need to strengthen the attack. They need to strengthen the midfield. They need to strengthen the versatile fullback position. We've had to buy a goalkeeper. We need to add more depth in the wide positions. You know, Arsenal can't afford to go out and spend 100 million euros. We're not turning our nose up at Ozymen because of his price. We're realising that we can't spend all that money on Ozymen when we've got so many other needs in so many other areas. Liverpool don't. And so that's the difference between the two. Um, let's go to King. who says, I think Nunez has overrated his passing and link-up players very poor. I'm glad they went for Nunez. And I think he will flop, hopefully. Ian uh, says, just uh, an interesting question. Seeing what Odegaard does for Norway, do you think he could be better playing right min of 4-3-3? rather than in the hole. I think the reason why you've seen him move from a 10 to the right centre midfield position is because he played so well for Norway on the skewed right-hand side. Uh, we know that we can't play him there week in, week out because we have to play for Saka because he's far better as a right winger. Um, but if we wanted to use Odegaard on the right, I think we could. If Saka wasn't available and say we didn't have another option, I think Odegaard could definitely play on the right-hand side as he has done for both Norway and Real Sociedad when he was there as well. So, yeah, it's definitely an option for Arsenal during this window. Uh, Wes says, are you worried that Arsenal will try to negotiate such a low price for potential targets that ultimately we miss out on the players needed to compete for this season? There's always going to be an element of worry that that happens, Wes, because of our past. I'm just hoping that we don't end up being silly with what we choose to do and that we can be a bit proactive and ruthless with the players that we're trying to sign. Of course, there's never going to be any kind of... uh, uh, guarantee that <laughs> that isn't going to happen. Lynn says, Arsenal's need at least 200 million to get a good window. I think, you know, between 150 to 200 is is definitely uh, reasonable to suggest. That's how much we will need to have a very, very good window. Uh, Akshat says, isn't that that we are, going, we are actually doing, though? Odegaard and Xhaka are our eights. Yes, they are. And that's why I think, as I said, Odegaard playing slightly on the right-hand side of the midfield is why he's playing there. Um, let's go to uh, just scroll up a little bit more. I'm sure we missed some questions. AJ says, Tom, do you think this window will also get dragged like last year? I hope not, but I think some aspects will. I think the wide player could, the fullback position could, but striker and centre mid, you know, I'm, I'm hopefully confident that we would get those deals done proactively. You know, it seems like we want to, you know, Jesus and Tillemans, as we know, are the primaries. International football ends this week. So there is hope that, once the international scene ends, that we can start to step up and improve the intensity of trying to sort these players out before pre-season starts. Uh, Daniel Blair, uh, Blore, sorry, says, Tom, Milinkovic, Yuri, Jesus and Gakpo and left-back will be a great summer. Yeah, it would be a great summer, but I don't think it's realistic. You know, Milinkovic, Savic, I don't think he's a realistic player. Tillemans, uh, Jesus and Gakpo absolutely would be realistic to bring in. But I don't think signing two players like Tillemans and, and Savic in the centre mid is, is going to happen. It's just not. Um, John says people get invested in the transfer window for the same reason they, they play the lottery they believe uh, Ayakeme says hey Tom uh, when do you think our first major signing will happen probably in the next two to three weeks I'm hopeful that the Telemans deal could be a two to three week scenario um, if not hopefully before the start of pre-season that's my hope but um, I also think the Inketia contract hopefully should be sorted if not already it'll be announced in the next week or so um there's hope that that will also happen uh let's scroll down some more andrea says milikovic savage is a no-brainer what would you say the percentage of it is happening is two (laughs) percent two percent maybe uh pav says i saw some videos of osman i'm very happy that arsenal is getting jesus he's way better than osman and 100 million for him Um, What is Napoli's president smoking? Uh, Ozymane is actually overrated. Uh, I think he's a good striker, um, but I don't mind getting Jesus for less than half the price that you'd have to pay for Ozymane. CJ Dan says, Tom, are you concerned by Arsenal's inexperienced transfer team? There's always concern every single window. I'm hopeful, though. You know, what we did in 2021, I was happy with the window in the end. And so I think that if we spend similarly, if we're a little bit more proactive than they were last summer, there's the potential for this to be a very good window. So let's uh, let's wait and see what indeed does happen. Um, answer. says so if Odegaard plays on the right, he needs to play with a very attacking minded right back, which is the case with Norway. And Tommy Asu isn't that. It's a very, very strong tactical point made as well uh jabu says tc i think trossard is exactly the type of player arteta likes he plays left and right and can play centrally one year left on his contract possibly so the source guy says put a bet on with uh put on, <laughs> put on uh put a bet on with a mate that arsenal will finish above united next season should i have waited for the window to end absolutely always wait till the last second before you put any kind of bet on uh, plane says hey do we have any actual reliable links to Gakpo?" There was interest. The reliability is that Arsenal have an interest, but no, nothing in regards to a bid or that they're going to move for him anytime soon. But Arsenal definitely have an interest in the player. Uh, Lynn says, surely, Tom, even though there have been um, funds put on the side for this one, I think that the owners have, may have done a U-turn and now we're struggling. Um, I don't yet. No, my, my opinion may change, um, but I don't yet. I don't think... Um, That's the case. I'm not worried yet. You know, I'm just not worried yet. As I said before, I'll be worried in July if we've not done anything. I'm just not worried yet. (laughs) I'm very chill about the whole thing. I think that, you know, like Spurs being linked to these players like Spence and who, by the way, if Arsenal were linked to Richarlison and we actually spent 60-odd million, there'd be meltdown. I have no doubt in my mind there would be a meltdown about signing Richarlison for that amount of money. So I don't know why people are getting so uppity about the idea that Spurs might get him. I still think it's a decent signing for them. Uh, I think it's a, the, the right type of move. It's a smart move for them to kind of sign someone like Richarlison to back up what is already a very good front three. Um, but, I, yeah, I think people are getting a little bit hyperbolic about what others are doing um, when we really need to focus on ourselves and just wait and see what, indeed, we do end up doing throughout the rest of the window. Um, we are going to wrap things up there. We'll be live at 10 a.m. over on the Arsenal The Way. Link to the channel, as always, is in the description. So please do make sure you come over and give us a look. I'll be also back this evening with another show for you guys as well, either here or in the Arsenal Lounge. one of the two places there'll be something going on. Other than that, I'll be back tomorrow morning. Do drop a like on the video before you go. It really does help us out. Thank you for the continued support. Welcome back to your regular updates on AM every single day. I will see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal.